sorry about the episode today taking so long to get out. Um, we were recording last night. I lost my internet connection, and we finished up recording today. But don't worry, you guys still got the same episode you would have gotten if we had gotten to finish it last night. Um, because I sent Austin notes about where we lost him at, because we lost him when he was, like, talking mutt leak stuff. So that's when we lost him, and I was like, you know what, it's too late, fuck it, we're gonna uh, record tomorrow, and we'll finish it up. So we finished it up. Um, a couple of other notes, um, this is the Death by Solo, um, chal- like the Death by Solo episode, where I go over Journey a lot, like I go in depth, as in depth as possible. If you have any questions, you can message us on Twitter. Which you know should know our Twitter handles by now. Mine is Mutthead OSU94. 205's is Solo Reject underscore, all lowercase, until you get to that last underscore. Austin's is at Austin underscore Thune, which his, the A and the T in Thune are capitalized. Also, if you are a Redditor, welcome, by the way. Um, the, my Reddit is JacobOcean94, Austin's is Thuny, T-H-U-U-U-U-N-E-Y, and 205's is SteelerDation09, so if you have any questions, you can message us on Reddit, Twitter as well. And pretty soon, we will have a Twitter page up. It's going to be at MuttCast once it's up. So go follow that. It'll probably be after this episode has been edited and recorded. And with that, let's get to the show. Hey guys, uh, Jacob Westbrook back here with you this week. Uh, I've got Austin and 205, and 205 wanted to say a little piece about how he was right about the legends that were coming out last weekend. Go ahead, 205. Yes, let's see if we can make it two weeks in a row at some time in this podcast, but I totally pegged opening weekend, Vic. I knew it was coming because of him being the most polarizing player in Ultimate Team history. Alrighty, so let's get right down to it, guys. Um, this week, I took on Journey, uh, while Austin took on the PS4 market and some of the Mutt Leak stuff and all the promos and basically coming around to tell you what that is. And the 205 tackled training points to coins, and he's got a new formula that he's going to break down for us, which he's going to go ahead and give us that right now. Alright, so through my own personal research and watching a few um youtube videos from a couple of different people i have come to the realization that the ballpark that you are looking for per training point is 100 um and that could fluctuate to the left or to the right with some snipes or depending on your need um also i found out that um Nat cards only give half the training points. So that that that's another thing that probably people didn't know. Really? Nat cards give half the training points? I didn't even know yes. that. Yes. 
Nat cards give half the training points. That is insane. Wow. Um, any so, for example, so for example, so for example, the Ben Roethlisberger was, was a good example. Or any of the 87 uh, Nat cards that you got from doing the solos. Um, if you notice, a regular 87 overall card goes for 775 training. And if you look on the back of the other cards, they go for 338. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea. What was I just looking up here? I was just going through the market to like fact check some of your 87 overall stuff. So is it like for the training, is it basically the same training point for like every single tier of overalls? Like all 86 overall cards will have the same training, uh, etc. Yeah, they all have. Yeah, they have. They all have the same. Like I, I personally just tested the. Um, 79 to 81 market and i was doing some uh you know uh so basically the 81 is all the 81s are 95 so if you can get one for cheaper than 9500 or 9.5k then that's a go um the 79s i was getting for about um 3k but 3k below and they're 30 training points and the 80s are 55 i believe but they're high right now so i didn't even really touch those they're over the 100 coin quota wow that's interesting um the that's really like I think that's really as best as we're gonna do right now in the current state of the market. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that's just my thoughts on it. What do you guys think? Like as far as training points go? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really have a ton to throw on for training points because I personally haven't delved into it as deeply as I would have liked to so far. I've just been kind of playing the game at this point, but I'm sure me and like anybody else who's listening to this podcast as the season goes on will definitely start to get wrapped up in training a little bit more and we'll have a better understanding of it by then. But yeah, right now I really don't have anything to say. Which, by the way, I meant to uh, tell you this earlier, but um, apparently you have a fellow, uh, uh, excuse me, a fellow Vikings fan listening to the podcast. That's awesome, man. Um, I was actually. Like, like, I have my main ultimate team, but I have, like, the, like, so you know how you can make your different lineups or whatever. I have a, uh, an all-Vikings lineup that I hope to change throughout the year. And it looks like, for the Vikings specifically, like, for the players that got power-up cards, it looks like a lot of those players have a good chance to continue to get good cards throughout the year. So I'm excited. I mean, in general, it's a good year, like we talked about, uh, last podcast to make a theme team because of how great the chem boosts are right for your team but yeah vikings specifically look like they're gonna get some good cards hopefully this year um yeah which by the way after i completed that uh fucking charger solo by the way any chargers fan i'm sorry but you're gonna hear me say fuck the goddamn chargers a lot in this podcast <laughs> Like, I apologize immediately to any Chargers fan. It's just that fucking solo took me 23, 24 tries, which, again, I will get that to that later in the breakdown. And by God, when I beat it, I was so fucking happy. But did you see the card I got for beating that, Austin? 
Uh, no, I did not. Who did you Who did you pull from that? I got the Nat eighty eight Harrison Smith. Really? Oh. That's awesome. I wishing you could bring it over to my team now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on his power up though. He's only to like eighty two, so well eighty three with my Kims, but he he looks like he's gonna be a monster. The only thing that's worse on uh, him that's Sean T has is uh oh fuck what was it? It's speed. Like yeah, definitely speed. Sean Sean Taylor had way more speed, but yeah, I'm probably gonna use both of them like consistently throughout the year. Yeah, Harrison Smith cards always have uh, relatively low to medium speed. Like I remember um, last year when the playoff promo came out, his 95 overall. Um, card weird that they moved him from free to strong safety too hopefully ea keeps players at the same position all year instead of uh like i don't know if you guys remember in 18 they kept switching positions that was weird but anyway harrison smith's 95 was an 89 speed so his cards always have pretty low speed but hit power and everything else is definitely there so it's a very good card well the i remember the their reasoning behind the switch last year was because everybody was like who had the power up was kind of complaining. I want to use my Harrison Smith, but I kind of now feel obligated to use Sean Taylor because Sean Taylor and him both played the same position and where you did all the objectives to get fucking Sean Taylor. You're like, I feel obligated to use both of them, but I can't. So EA was like, we'll give you guys a happy medium so you can use both. We'll just switch Harrison Smith to strong safety. It'll be fine. And it was not fine. But anyway, um, so have you guys uh, had any problems with uh, the gameplay so far this year? Like, any problems at all? Uh, 205, you want to handle this one first? Yeah, um, uh, from the amount of time I've played it, I haven't noticed anything major outside of the... Uh, Restarting a solo and you know timeouts being gone—that's the only thing that I've uh, encountered. Everything else, from my knowledge, feels smooth. Um, the only thing I was going to add to this, like gameplay-wise, it feels really good. I'm more of a head-to-head players than maybe you guys are. Um, I, I think I've played almost 30 head-to-head uh 30 head-to-head games now and really the only thing that i'm seeing i'm not sure if this is happening to anybody else i know it doesn't happen in solos but online at least it feels like um sometimes when you're using the middle linebacker over the middle of the field and you're holding triangle on ps4 uh is it y on y, xbox y on yeah xbox. Yeah, so when you're holding triangle or Y, um, it feels like for me sometimes, and I think I've even seen it from my opponent's perspective sometimes too, that you don't even get an animation sometimes when you're underneath the ball. So I don't know if that's some online leg thing going on, if that's just some cute fixes that they have to get to because uh, a game pretty much just came out and they haven't really released that day one patch, if I remember correctly. But um, that's the only thing I've noticed. Um, Okay, so one major thing I personally have noticed is that, like, zones don't play as well, which, I mean, is a good thing, but a bad thing at the same time when, okay, I noticed it at least five times 
during that solo that I just mentioned, when it was on All Madden, that like by Sean Taylor, Harrison Smith, whoever I whoever I threw in there at sa- at free safety or strong safety or Landon Collins even, they all just like would not play the ball if it was coming towards them. They just stood there. It was like, oh, hey, there's a ball going over my head. and just literally stared at it. And I, I specifically remember one time yelling, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> play that goddamn shit. You're a free safety. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be that way, but I don't like that part where, like, if a ball comes into their zone, they don't really play it. So I guess that kind of falls into your, like, oh, if they're using, you know, like the free safety or the middle linebacker and you're holding Y or X or whatever to SWAT, to SWAT they, they don't play it. Like, they don't play it at all. So that's just one thing I've noticed personally. Okay, um, getting on with everything, uh, Austin, uh, why don't you tell us about uh, the PS4 side of things, like the market and stuff over there? Yeah, so um and I have and to my recollection the YouTube videos that I watch um I don't know if I watch a lot of people on Xbox so I can't really compare and contrast the two but it feels like on the PS4 side things I definitely have calmed down a little bit in terms of um certain cards being super expensive now obviously you as a consumer have to kind of know when to buy cards like on xbox and ps4 when the new flashbacks come out every week when the new heavyweights speaking of that very cool that so far it's weekly content that's super awesome that they're doing that but i mean you as a consumer have to know that whenever certain promos come out those cards in that promo are going to lose their price like i know that that was when um like when I, and, and I was watching it trying to snipe a little bit too, but like the Pierre Garçons, because of his training value, were getting sniped like crazy initially when the flashback set came out, and that's definitely calmed down now. But uh, PS4 side, it feels like there's a decent amount of cards in the block. Um, doesn't really feel like 18 where it was kind of sporadic, but um, what we were talking about earlier with maybe like guessing legends for the weekend. I'm just looking at the auction house right now, and if you look at like middle linebackers, for example, there's really only the team diamond Ruben Foster. That's a 90 overall higher, so I think there might be a middle linebacker coming this weekend, but we'll wait and find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait on uh, your guess there till we get to uh, the legends part of the show. Um, 205, you have any thoughts about uh, like why the market could be acting the way it is on either side? My um, um, thing, I think with the um, training points, I think that's going to kind of hold the market along with the fact that Team Diamonds, you know, the Team Diamonds said, you know, came off rip. Because remember, last year there wasn't no set at the beginning to like, you know, for the cards to hold value. But with these team diamonds, every card is going to hold value. And then, you know, training points with, you know, card training points for power-ups, that's going to keep card value. That's that's, that's my only reason. 
Yeah. Yeah, training point. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. All I was going to say was, yeah, that's what I've noticed is that cards are kind of, like, holding their value, I guess, because, like you guys were mentioning earlier, that they're not only doing weekly content, but they've got, like, major upgrades this year. Like, I'm trying to think. Uh, Adrian Amos's card is probably going to hold value because he'll have a power-up. Cards like that, cards that have power-ups, are going to hold value this year. Whereas last year, they didn't hold their value until a new power-up card for them dropped. And that's, I think that's a result of them doing the, oh, hey, you can downgrade if you don't like it, basically, was the deal there. But that's that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen from the market. Like, they're holding value everywhere. Again, it is early in the game. So, like... It may not stay this way for long. We'll see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what were you going to say, Austin? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is just going back to uh, what we were talking about with like holding players' value and stuff. Um, I've just been kind of searching through the auction block at like the 80 overall at least. I'm at middle linebacker, 80 81s right now, for example. And like I have this Mark Barron on my team as a nat. But he's almost 80 speed, 87 hit power. Good budget beast if anybody's looking for a budget, like middle linebacker, and maybe throwing a 3 4. But so he's going for 10K right now on the block. And some line, middle linebackers who maybe don't perform as good as their overall, like this Anthony Hitchens, for example, doesn't look like a tremendous card, might even be like worse in some stats in Bar- than Baron. But because of what we were talking about with training points, he's going to still stay at 10 or 11K because of like the training point value and like the team diamond sets and stuff. So training points are definitely going to like keep it so cards that aren't popular are still going to be expensive, I guess, because of training points. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But um, yeah. Alrighty, so uh, Austin, let's go ahead and get into the Mutt League stuff. I mean, it, you want me to be honest, guys? I'm sorry, this has been kind of a dry week because Mutt, or Mutt is still in the early stages and they haven't really done any major promo drops, so the it's probably going to be a little bit stale, a little bit shorter. Um, but when we get to the Journey Solos part, trust me, I'm probably going to let these guys like hop off because I'm going to be talking for about an hour and a half and they're just going to be sitting there <laughs> listening to me and I know that's not going to be very fun for either of them. So, um, But yeah, let's go ahead and get into the Mutt League stuff, Austin. So, um, it, so in case anybody doesn't know and they're listening to the podcast right now and they're wondering what is Mutt Leaks, so if you have Twitter, I would definitely recommend going to follow this Mutt Leaks account. Um, it's just mutt underscore leaks 19. It's, I don't know who runs the account, but it's basically someone data mining the PC version of Madden 19 and basically finding out everything. And it's kind of a weird middle ground because I know last year we didn't find out about 91 zone, for example, until someone got a 91 zone card and was like, wow, this card breaks really well on certain passes. And people are kind of asking for EA to be more transparent. And now this year we have full blown because of the game being on PC and you can data mine on that full blown uh, files coming out. So there's a lot of for a lot of the pages. It's a lot of numbers that don't make sense. I'm I'm I read it as the best I could. And I took some little um, uh, little cliff notes that I thought were interesting. But 
I'm sure as I continue to try to read and understand the coding that uh, will me and uh, other YouTubers as well will find out some information. But uh, the stuff that I thought was the most interesting was if we get into past thresholds, um, and yes, there are thresholds in this game. Um, so, for example, uh, if you have over 80 uh, throw accuracy short, you're going to have pretty much the best chance to complete those passes. Now, anything over 80, I would assume, is a higher percentage chance of it being a completed pass. And there's another thing about, uh, and we could talk for hours on it, but I'm going to try to keep it as like concise as possible here. Um, I'm assuming anything over those numbers maybe has something to do with the velocity and how the throw comes in. But So it's 80 for short, 85 for middle accuracy, 90 for deep accuracy, which is good that it's that high because with the game being so uh, post-heavy and cover three beater heavy right now, having uh, consistent deep throws being above 90, I feel like is a good stat to be at. And then an interesting stat I saw, too, as far as uh, pass thresholds go, is uh, anything over 90 play action offers a better performance but doesn't guarantee anything because that's basically saying... And and, um, I know you guys have been playing online, too. Play action online feels really tough. It feels like a lot of times DNs just come through unless you pass protect for it right away. So we'll see how play action goes throughout the year um another interesting thing from the butt leaks article uh talking about uh run blocking strength was anything over 89 run block helps to contain the edge pretty much so if you're looking to run pitches if you're looking to run stretches if you're looking to uh, maybe even run power and you want to like get past your tackle anything over 89 run block will contain the edge pretty much is what it looks like here um, so that'll be interesting to look at throughout the year. And then the last thing, uh, and then we can always add some stuff in throughout the rest of the show. But the last pressing thing that I saw on the Mutt Leaks was kind of the man covers versus zone covers thresholds. Um, zone covers thresholds look similar to how they were last year, not in the numerical value being like 91 zone, but when you basically get to 98, 99 zone, your guys are going to be breaking on the ball before, like 91 zone last year pretty much, which is a little unfortunate because it almost felt like corners had eyes in the back of their heads. And I know I felt this way, and a lot of people felt this way, that passing was almost uh, irrelevant last year because of everyone having 91 zone corners. But uh, the one thing that they did up for man coverage is that if you have over 90-man coverage on your corner, safety, linebacker, anything, um, they cut on routes faster. So if people are running out routes, it looks like, at least from what I'm reading here, you would rather man coverage them when you're playing online because you'll have a better chance of maybe jumping that route. Um, we can also get into some other Muttley stuff throughout the rest of the show, but that's basically the main cliff notes that I wanted to cover there. So. So timeout, timeout here. So you're telling me, ninety zone or ninety man like is basically gonna jump almost any route. So let me pull up the exact. Um, let me pull up the exact tweet here. That's taught. That's talking about what exactly man cover is gonna do because it's not gonna jump the route. But uh, so so this is a tweet from uh, the Mutt Leaks tweet here fifteen hours ago. 
Man coverage cannot break on the throw like 91 zone from last year. However, man can get a strong break on a cut during a pass. So essentially, if um, like let's say you have uh, your slot receiver running a slant, and you, I mean you don't have a press obviously because pressing is a whole other set on that the Mutt Leagues came out with, but you're running a standard depth and you slant your wide receiver and his corner happens to have 90 man coverage and he's trailing your wide receiver. So you think, oh, okay, my slant is open. From what I'm reading on here, the corner is going to have the best chance possible with 90 man or higher if you've manned him up on that route to jump that route and either going to hand in or pick the ball off. So, so yeah, I'm definitely running man a lot more this year um, because I've already got two of my corners to Marcus Peters has 90 man. Uh, Jair has 89 man. And uh, I think I, I don't quote me exactly on that. I know it's really high though, like insanely high man. Um, and Rod has, I think his 86, which tears up to an 87 with, uh, the Kims I have is 86, 87 man as well. So again, uh, yeah, uh, I've noticed that in my few, I played about, uh, I want to say about eight head to head online games. And, uh, I've noticed that. Uh, you can get away with playing man because it seems like even if they get beat over the top, they still kind of stick with them. Unless you really, unless there's only been a few receivers I noticed that really break away from man. That's like Tyreek and Randy Moss. Because I think they're the two, aren't they the two fastest receivers in the game right now? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And then uh, Jacob, just to clarify really quick on your comment, uh, Jair. Jair Alexander's card has 88 man. And then uh, one of the other things interesting from the article really quick is it was talking about how 90 man is like cutting on routes more efficiently than being under 90 man or even zone coverages would cut on certain routes. And that's even more interesting. If you look at the current cornerback market, seeing at how few cards have 90 man, which is similar to what we saw last year, why so few cards had 91 zone last year. So it's almost like they're favoring 90 man as the 91 zone, if that makes sense this year. Hopefully it won't be as overpowered as 91 zone was last year. And I also can't see people running man a ton because we're also programmed to run zone anyway, but it'll be interesting to see how that stat plays out. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm definitely running man because that means – because I have the lockdown, uh, Kim, up to tier three, I think, and that gives you plus two man, plus two zone. So that would make my Jair meet the threshold, which would also mean Marcus Peters probably meets the threshold, and that means Rod is really close to meeting the threshold. That's really cool. I didn't know that. That's really interesting information. Anything you want to add, 205? Uh, my kindness, I'm starting to think um, that hopefully this will, you know, make the defensive meta kind of different as opposed to last year when it was pretty much uh, Tampa 2 or bust. You know, hopefully there'll be some, you know, varying factors into just the normal zone, you know. 
a little bit more uh, chess instead of checkers, you know, in the online world is, it would be nice. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I'm just going through Mutt Leaks, and I thought this would be kind of interesting because I, I, I feel like for the most part everybody does the same coaching adjustments when they head into a game. Uh, what, what, uh, what do you guys do for coaching adjustments before I bring this up, actually? Like on defense, on the defensive side of the ball, what do you do for coaching adjustments? Okay, go ahead, 205. I'm gonna let you list yours. Uh, I just, I just turn, I just turn, uh, auto flip off, and I'll. It depends uh, throughout the game. It just depends on what's going on throughout the game, because there, you know, sometimes I might, you know, speed put the speed on, uh, um, you know, like put the speed uh corner matchup. I might depending. I might do uh. Aggressive sometimes too. Yeah. Okay. Mine. I always play ball, uh, aggressive tackling, and I always make sure it's by speed because, especially a lot last year, I would get like burned if my slowest corner, who might have been my best corner, but he was still my slowest, would get burned a lot by um, faster guys. So I was like, I've made I made the switch, and I just never have been able to unswitch that off. I guess you could say. And that's definitely not a bad coaching adjustment to put on, but um, so I, like obviously keep running that. Uh, that's not a part of the coaching adjustments that I've read on here that are a little bit interesting. But um, obviously, like eighteen, uh, I can't remember what patch it was that basically made turning your defensive line pass rush into aggressive irrelevant is still the same thing this year. Um, if you turn aggressive on your old, your D line, you get pump faked. You're gonna jump the line um, until they maybe tweak that at all. I would never consider putting aggressive on unless your opponent just doesn't know what the pump fake button is. And then uh, from what I'm reading on the traits here, um, it looks like setting strip ball to conservative is the best chance you have at playing consistent defense because. There's something about the ta- like having over 90 tackling on a card will make the CPU automatically want to strip the player. So if you just set it on conservative, they'll just it'll basically be like a budget secure tackler. If you have over 90 tackle and you put conservative uh, for strip ball on, and then it looks like you can kind of do whatever you want with hit power. I always have it on aggressive. Because I like having guys with high hit power, and if I can't click on fast enough, hopefully the CPU can force a fumble. But um, outside of that, uh, I besides the D line, uh, strip ball looks like conservative should be the move right now, and then that looks about pretty much it. Because it says on uh, strip ball, if you put it on aggressive, the chance of a face mask is increased by 35 percent it says so definitely don't put that on aggressive but that's all i've seen from that's all i've read from mudley so far ton of code lot to digest so i i've also heard that uh the only way that you'll be able to receive secure tackler this year is if you have over 90 tackling so i feel like that's a big uh you know, not up from last year where it just they were throwing it on everybody. And so hopefully that stays through. Hopefully.
guys, Westbrook here. So, through some user error of my own, I guess, we lost part of today's recording. Well, most of today's recording, actually. So, I'm sorry for that, but you guys still deserve a journey breakdown. So, I'm actually going to give it to you by myself. And then I'm going to tell you basically what Austin and 205's thoughts were about journey. And hopefully, uh, next week, they will be back and we won't have this situation again because you guys deserve better than this and I'm very sorry to Austin and 205 as well. Like, I know they know I would never do that deliberately. It was some user error of my own. The best guess I have as to what happened is I accidentally forgot to save because I'm an idiot. So again, I owe both of them a major apology because they wasted time today and they put in good work today. Whereas me, I'm sitting here and I'm just talking to you guys by myself and that's not fair to them. So yeah, um, again, apologies to Austin, apologies to 205, apologies to you guys. And most importantly, I, I owe an apology to myself because I see myself as better than this. I understand I'm human and everyone makes mistakes and everyone fucks up from time to time, but I expect better of myself than to let something like this, whatever happened, happen. Uh, my, like I said, my best guess is I didn't save it and when I went to restart the computer so I could finish editing, I did not realize I hadn't saved. Because sometimes Audacity does that. But that's okay. We're going to truck along. We're going to truck along. Okay, so getting into Journey, the breakdown. So I've completed all of the Journey, but like 10 solos at this point. So this breakdown will be pretty comprehensive. Level 1. All the challenges are on pro. It's called SB Hopefuls. You are facing in order Seahawks, Chargers, Lions, Ravens, Chiefs, Rams, Bills, Panthers, Falcons, Titans, Saints, Steelers, Vikings, Jags, Pats, and Eagles. All of them up to Eagles. You're down a TD or less. Eagles, you're down 10 with 155 left in the third. The hardest scale I used, I made it Browns to Eagles. Browns being the easiest difficulty, Eagles being the hardest. The hardness on this one was Browns. Um, the total time it took me to complete was an hour seven minutes. The reward was a regular gold player pack. Austin and 205 both had no comments about this one other than that I broke it down pretty well. Moving on to level two. There are 15 on pro, then the last two are on all pro. It is called Comeback Season. You're basically, the theme here is players who got injured last season, like uh, Carson Wentz is one, Deshaun Watson is another. Um, I'm trying to think here, guys. I'm sorry, right offhand. Andreas Pete. Uh, there, there's all sorts of teams, like Dalvin Cook. Like, there's all sorts of players you could have done for this one, um, but I feel like they did a good selection on this one of choosing the teams they did. So, you're facing, in order, the Texans, the Packers, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Pats, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Cards, the Vikings, the Rams, the Bears, 
the Cowboys, the Saints, the Redskins. Saints, by the way, if you have to restart, quit. Because the timeout glitch will fuck you up and you will not have a chance to win that solo challenge. So, again, the Saints one, it's the next to last one on level 2. Remember, if you have to quit, quit out. If you have to restart. Like, do not restart game. Quit out if you have to because of the timeout glitch. That was a note I made because I noticed that I needed all three timeouts to complete the challenge. And I figured you guys might want to know, oh, hey, we need these to complete the challenge. The hardness level on this one was the Colts. Um, the total time was an hour and six minutes. The reward was a regular gold player pack. 205 and Austin also had no thoughts on this one other than that I broke it down really well. Levels 3 through 6 all have the same theme of being location-centric, if you will. So, like, the third level of Journey is called the Frozen North, so you'll be playing teams from the AFC North and NFC North. Uh, level 4 is called West Coast Flare. Woo! Um, you're facing NFC and AFC West. Level 5 is AFC East. Uh, it's called Eastern Bright Lights. And then level 6 is Southern Heat. You're facing AFC and NFC South teams. The rewards for all of these levels are pretty much the same. So you earned a gold regular player pack halfway through in about the 8th solo challenge and then at the 16th the end of the level if you will because every solo set has 16 except for the last one which has 28 the reward was a gold premium pack so every level from 3 to 6 has the same rewards set, almost same settings and all that which we're getting ready to go through that right now so the frozen north it has 14 challenges on Pro, 2 on All Pro. Uh, your score varies at the start, which is the same for all of these levels again. Um, you face in order on level 3, Bears, Bengals, Packers, Browns, Steelers, Lions, Vikings, Ravens, Packers, Browns, Bears, Vikings, Ravens, Lions, Bengals, and Steelers. The hardest level I gave this level was Jets, and the total time was an hour and 15 minutes. Level 4 is pretty much the same. The only difference is, again, the teams. Uh, 14 on Pro, 2 on All Pro. Uh, and it's NFC West and AFC West. The teams you face in order, Raiders, Cardinals, Chargers, Hawks, Chiefs, Rams, Broncos, Niners, Cards, Rams, Raiders, Chiefs, Hawks, Broncos, 49ers, and the Chargers. Again, the score varies at the start with this one. Uh, the hardest level I gave this one was also the Jets. This one took me a little bit longer. It was an hour and 20 minutes. And the reward was a gold premium pack. So level 5 is the AFC and NFC East. Uh, this one is a little different. You'll have 4 on All-Pro and 12 on Pro. 
Um, you will face in order the Jets, the Bills, the Redskins, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Giants, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Jets, the Eagles, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Cowboys. Again, the rewards are the same. Gold player pack halfway through, gold premium pack at the end. The total time on this one was an hour 40 minutes. And the hardness level I gave this one was uh, Bengals. Yeah, I, it's still not hard. Uh, it's a little bit harder, but it's still not hard at all. Like, it's you could breeze through these pretty easily in a bit. Um, once we get to the later levels, though, after this next level we're about to start talking about, you might want to be prepared for the long haul on these, is what I'm trying to tell you. So, again, uh, we are hitting the southern portion of the location-centric solo challenges and journey. And you've got the Titans, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Texans, the Saints, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Texans, the Saints, the Titans, and the Falcons. There are four challenges on All-Pro, 12 on Pro. You get a gold, pre gold player pack, not a gold premium pack, a gold player pack halfway through, and you get a gold premium pack at the end. A gold premium pack at the end of this solo challenge. Again, another uh, Bengals I gave this one as well. It, it's starting to get a little harder, I've noticed. Like, the what I do for solo challenges is just cheese plays, and that's not working. So, I've got to figure, you're hitting the point of, I've got to kind of get together a kind of little scheme that I can kind of confuse the CPU with. The total time for this one was an hour and 45-ish minutes. Now we're getting to the fun ones. We're getting to the newcomer levels. Uh, the first one is the AFC newcomers, which is basically teams that, well, not teams, players that were either drafted by an organization early on, like first round, or guys that were traded for, or like rookies that say drafted undrafted rookies because Breland speaks is one of the ones they mention here um I think Breland was undrafted I can't remember anyway like rookies that people are really high on and this that's the theme of these so basically you've got Sam Darnold and the Jets Terrell Edmonds and the Steelers Rashawn Evans and the Titans Derwin James and the Chargers, Colton Miller and the Raiders, Taven Bryan and the Jaguars, Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward and the Browns, Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle and the Patriots, Minka Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins, the new offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals, Quentin Nelson and the Colts, Breland Speaks and the Chiefs, Bradley Chubb and the Broncos, Tyron Matthew and the Texans, Hayden Hurst, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, and the Bills. So, again, the hardness of this one, I went up a little bit. Uh, Ravens on this one, as in, like, if you're playing the whole Ravens team, not just, like, the Ravens offense, 
because if you were just, I would not have gave this one a rating of Ravens if it were just playing the Ravens defense, because that Ravens defense is a monster in Madden. But you get a gold premium pack halfway through this one, I think it is. Don't quote me on that. And a Journey Nat Elite player pack. So that's what you get halfway through that one. And then the newcomers of the NFC. Oh, I'm sorry. Total time of the uh, newcomers AFC is 2 hours and 30 minutes. Um, so we are on the newcomers of the NFC. We have Michael Bennett and the Eagles. Jair Alexander and the Packers. Marcus Davenport and the Saints. Mike McGlinchey and the Niners. Leighton Vander Esch and the Cowboys. Roquan Smith and the Bears. Calvin Ridley and the Falcons. Josh Rosen and the Cardinals. Deron Payne and the Redskins. Mike Hughes and the Vikings. The defensive line of the Buccaneers. Rashad Penny and the Seahawks. Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Frank Ragnow and the Lions. DJ Moore and the Panthers. And defense, 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 where the Rams signed Sue, traded for Peters and Tlaib to add to the defensive weapon that is Defensive Player of the Year Aaron Donald. Defense, 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 and the Rams. The rewards for this one are halfway through, you get a gold player, I think, pack. Again, don't quote me on the halfway through ones. But the end ones, I'm telling you exactly what they are. This one, you get a regular elite player pack. Which you're not guaranteed. I'm not saying you're guaranteed to pull anything good out of there. So don't go saying that I did, guys. No, I'm just kidding. But I didn't pull anything great out of mine. Like I think I pulled. Oh gosh, who was it? I saw. Or I pulled a. Uh, I pulled a not good player. Like I pulled an 80 overall Baron. I think it was. I can't remember out of mine. And then the rest were silver and golds. I just sold it for training and powered up. Never mind who I powered up. That's not important at the moment. It will be important after I get to the next set of challenges, which I will get to here in a minute. The, both of those last two, actually, I lied. Not both of them. Um, the newcomers AFC, again, I don't know if I said this, took me two hours and 30 minutes. It had... 5 on all pro, so 11 on pro, whereas the NFC one had 4 on all pro and 12 on pro. Um, they took me both a total of 2 hours, 30 minutes, and then 2 hours and 45 for the uh, AFC newcomers level. Now, we're going to get to the level where most everybody I've seen on Reddit gets stuck. It is the Football Facts 101 level, which has the only challenge in the uh, Journey set that's on all Madden. So you'll, you're definitely going to want to pay attention to what I have to say about this one. All right. We've got the three-peat. Um, only team to ever win three championships in a row are the Packers. Uh, and that's who you face first time around. The... Second challenge, you will face the Titans, which that gives you a tidbit about the Lombardi Trophy being $50,000 to make, and it takes four months. The third challenge is against the Cardinals, which the tidbit they give you is 40 points by one person, which was Ernie Nevers. The only, close, the only person who came close 
to this record was Gail Say Sayers. And the reason I say that, the reason I give you that tidbit of information, is because the next challenge is Hall of Fame with the Bears. And Gail Sayer, the tidbit they give you is Gail Sayers is the youngest player to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um, the next challenge is against the Buccaneers um, with no QBs drafted. 1988 was the only time in NFL history that there were no QBs taken in the first two rounds. The next challenge is 32 years. You face the Saints, and apparently that's how long it took the Saints to finally win a playoff game after they are founding. Um, then next, you have the 2000 Ravens defense when you face the Ravens. And... Um, the tidbit they give you is the Ravens in 2000 had a five-game stretch where they didn't score a single TD, but somehow they only went two and three during that stint because of the defense. Um, the next one is it's been a while. This is where you start the All-Pro. So all of these up to here have been pro. Now you are starting the All-Pro section. This one is called It's Been a While. Oakland's last playoff win was in the 2002 AFC Championship. Then in Super Bowl 37, they lost to Tampa Bay and their current head coach, John Gruden. The next one is 300 games, which, again, you will face the San Francisco 49ers. And the tidbit they gave you is legends Jerry Rice and Brett Favre are the only non-kickers to play in more than 300 games. And then the next challenge, you've got October 13th, 1989, the date of the infamous Herschel Walker trade where the Vikings gave up uh, the rights to Michael Irvin, I think it was, and Emmett Smith, and uh, quite a few others to get uh, Herschel Walker. And it was the largest trade in NFL history, and it was a bust. And the next one is called A Bit Warm. Um, you face the Dolphins, and the warmest recorded Super Bowl took place in 1973. It was a toasty 82 degrees in January when the Dolphins won their first Super Bowl and capped off their perfect 12-0 season. Uh, the next one is Johnny U. You play the Colts, and the tidbit they give you there is before Drew Brees broke the record of most consecutive games with at least one TD pass, Johnny Unitas held the record. Um, the next one is then called 81, which the tidbit they give you is Paul Krause holds the record for most career INTs with 81, um, and you play the Vikings. Um, the wins, Steelers hold the NFL record of Super Bowl wins with six, and that's who you play as the Steelers. Um, just four is the next one. You play the Patriots, and the tidbit they give you there is the Patriots and Tom Brady hold the NFL record of least INTs thrown in the season with four. There were 15 times a team threw four INTs in a single game. And that's the last All-Pro Challenge. There can only be one. This challenge. This challenge. This challenge alone. Up to here, I've, I had only spent two, 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 fifteen on the rest of these challenges. I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. I got to this one. I spent two and a half fucking hours on this one, man. Two and a half fucking hours trying to beat this. And when I finally beat it, I was done for the night. I was just like, I can't play Madden anymore. I'm out. I'm tapping. Bye. Because it took me... Before, well, this is when I lost track. I just lost track after 23 restart attempts because this is the all Madden one. This is where basically 
the Chargers are superhuman, dog. Like, they play, like, insane. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, Casey Hayward or a linebacker was playing another man, and man coverage would zoom over to the route I threw and be able to swat it down in, like, the time it took it to get from Carson Wentz's hands to the wide receiver. Like, it's insane. It's insane how fast they were playing. It, the final attempt took me three OTs, two blocked field goals, a missed field goals, an interception, and a crazy Rod Woodson punt return down to the 25 for me to beat that challenge. That's seriously what it took. That game, in and of itself, took me at least, at least the triple overtime one took me at least 25 minutes most of the restarts i had were quick restarts because of stupid shit like carson wentz would immediately get sacked immediately fumble joey bosa picks it up runs it way away from saquon barkley like he was running faster than saquon i remember that because i was just i just dropped my controller and was like i can't i can't i can't like i wanted to cry so be on the lookout for that one, though, in all seriousness, guys. You need to watch out for that one because it can catch you. It can catch you slipping. Alrighty, now we're on the 2018 anticipated matchups. Again, total time for that one was 4 hours and 30 minutes. Um, the hardest level I gave that one was playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. As in, you can beat it. It's been done, but it will take a miracle fucking effort. Alrighty, 2018 anticipated matchups. Um, we've got in order, and all of these, until I say otherwise, are on pro. Eagles, Jags, Browns, Patriots at Lions, or Lions, I'm sorry. Vikings, Cardinals, Panthers, Texas, Cowboys, Packers, which there you get a gold player pack. Oh, by the way, the reward for the Football Facts 101, you get a gold premium pack halfway through, and you get a nat 86 to 88 overall player at the end of that Charger solo. So, back to what I was saying, though. Um, okay, we'll start over with the list again. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Eagles, Jags, Browns, Lions, Vikings, Cards, Panthers, Cowboys, Packers, Chargers, Saints, Patriots, Rams, Saints, Colts, Bears. Yeah, that's Bears. Redskins, Falcons, Buccaneers, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Jets, Broncos, Raiders, Panthers, Giants, Bills, and let me see here. I know there's one where it starts all pro. Um, basically, after you play the Rams, you are on all pro for the rest of the time. And after you beat the Buccaneers, after you beat the Packers, you get a gold player pack. After you beat the Buccaneers, you get a gold premium pack. And then obviously after you beat the Bills, you get Carson Wentz. After you beat the Bills, you get Carson Wentz. Alrighty, that's it for the breakdown. This 
one, this one's probably going to take me about an hour or two. Um, the total time, me and 205 added it up in the recording you all didn't get a chance to hear. So you guys are not going to want to do this in a day. You're going to want to take it out, stretch it out as far as you can. The total time that I've calculated and 205 calculated with me, we calculated it came to 19 hours and 8 minutes for me to complete the chat. Well, 19 hours and 38 minutes for me to complete the journey What I once I'm done. Once I'm fully done, it will be 19 hours and 38 minutes I have spent on Madden, if not longer. So, yeah, don't do this in a day, guys. Um, oh, Legends for the Week. 205 wanted me to say... He wanted me to tell you guys that LT was coming out this weekend. The running back LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, he sees Night Train Lane coming out this weekend. And he sees a middle linebacker coming out this weekend. I think he thinks the uh, Night Train Lane will be a limited time. And everything else will be sets. Um, my guesses were... Obviously, me and Austin had the same thought process. He said Ray Nitschke, so I I agree with him 100% on the linebacker. Um, my guesses were Dion, and instead of LT, I think they go the route of Jerome Bettis this weekend, but we'll see. And Austin had, obviously, Ray Nitschke, and a couple of others, but I can't remember who they were. He'll reveal them on the podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, again, I'm sorry about losing all their uh, all our conversation. So you had to listen to me talk for like 26 minutes. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Have a great weekend, league, and we will see you back here on Wednesday. And hopefully. It, everything will be fine. Everything will be a-okay and we'll be able to uh, go through and record again. So, again, get a, get some rest. Get ready for Weekend League. And be be safe, gentlemen. Have a wonderful day. That's it for this episode of Muttcast Weekly. Catch us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Do you have any questions? Please message us on Twitter at Muttcast at MutheadOSU94 at SoloReject underscore at Austin underscore Thune or you can reach us on Reddit user Jacob Ocean 94 user Thuni spelled T H U U U U N E Y or Steeler Nation 09 again you can reach us on Twitter or on Reddit and hopefully we'll catch you back here next week for the next episode of okay